Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh, okay. Wow, we just did a, a great hour. <laughs> We are we are in the garden area of Flappers because this is the only time we could connect. And uh, there's a Sears to my right and an <laughs> Ashley Furniture to my kitty corner. I just want to say this. Yeah. The problem with Jerry Seinfeld's act. Oh my God! <laughs> it was a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. It's yes. a two-parter. Is that it's been hacked so bad? I have a hard time watching it. There you go. Now we can talk about whatever you want. Wow! I mean, your career was destroyed in the week that Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> thought you insulted him. And yes, I'm never sorry, to be gonna, invited. You're here to pick up the pieces. Exactly. We've, we've been kicked out of Meltdown. We're on the streets in Burbank. We're not in the Jeff Garland Memorial bathroom. No. Uh, in the green room. I will be at some point tonight. Yeah. Did you know that he had that built? He did, because he he didn't want to uh, pee and shit with the crowd. Right. Which I think is a very reasonable request. I thank the lucky stars that I want it to be called the Jeff Garland Memorial Bathroom. But I'm the only one that calls it that. I'm Um, thinking of having a plaque made. He might call it that. I'm guessing he might call it that. Well, he might call it that if he knew that I called it that. Perhaps. At this point, he def- I'm sure he wants credit. Every bathroom Who should wouldn't? be named, though. I think that's <laughs> what we can really agree on. Yeah, let's go forward with that idea. <laughs> That'll be important. I just got, uh, got home. Did you just get home? I just got off a flight. Uh, you did San Francisco last night. Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I just got in around 4 o'clock today to Burbank. Did you fly into Burbank, too? No, I flew into LAX. Oh, why do you Portland. do that? It's awful. Because it was direct. I would rather pull over in Oakland and go to that. They have like a, a wine bar. You can get a nice wine and then fly to Burbank. Here's what uh, I had a choice. I could either leave at 7 a.m., fly through Salt Lake City, and get back at the same time I got back today. Oh, wait, Burbank. you're doing Delta? Is yeah. that it? Oh, okay. Uh, Southwest mind. didn't have a direct flight either from, from Portland. What I'm saying is it, I, okay. I think it's worth it because driving home from LAX is such a is awful. I'd rather l- stop over Andy in Oakland. Andy picked me up and then we went to lunch. All right, whatever. You know what? Stop throwing your happy relationship <laughs> in my face. What a jerk. Bam. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, so... Yeah, so, but you did, how was Liz Winstead? How was that? It was really fun. Individuals? Okay, so we're, we are Cobbs, and yeah. it's sold out. Nice, that's so a huge 455. I guess we get a bonus, yes. but we, they had already made the checks out, so I'll, I'll see what it is. I'm excited. Right. But, um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, Cobbs is, you know, it's a, it's a big room, so yeah, you just, you have to ceiling. be big comedy, and, uh, you know, that's just, uh, that's just the way that is. Right. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like there's lots of little intimate, tiny moments that I like. And I have, of course, realized that I feel at my best comedically when I feel underappreciated. <laughs> so, so if it's like so a, you being beloved in a, front of 500 people, that's very uncomfortable. Awkward. If you were to see me on a late show Friday where it's a half full room and I'm not getting paid enough, that's where I shine. And you feel like you're being drowned. <laughs> that's yes, where I shine. that's where I shine. Sadly, but um, it was fine. I j- but I was, you know, just like, how do fucking famous comics do this? Come up to, I mean, I, I think people Are you were asking exci- me. Of course, you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm giving in theory. 
from what you've seen. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I did say that when you had put the mic down to clean your glasses. Know that that I've often wondered that about Marin or or somebody who's actually you know had a chip on his shoulder for so long and then all of a sudden he shows up. It's sold. Every show's sold out and people want to see him. It's it's it must be very jarring for you know. First of all, you're like, uh, have I done this joke in front of these people and do I oh, care? Right. And <laughs> also, you know, the, you know they they're they maybe they're too excited to see me. Like you know, right. calm down. This shit's not that funny yet. Or I I, I don't know. Right. No. No. I have had. This podcast has actually created some of that. Yes. Where people will be in the front row and they'll know all the jokes. Oh, God. And I think I had that problem. I think several episodes we were discussing my Seattle, one of the Seattle nights. Right. And the woman, after every joke or at the beginning of every joke, she goes, I know this one. No. She was so, she was she was such so a excited. Nice woman. She, she was, was excited. so excited. <laughs> and, oh, um, no. <laughs> and it was. It it threw me because it was, you know, it's hard to, you're like, well, all we have is the element of surprise. Right. That's the nature. That's what Brian Regan yeah. says when he comes out and does like the old ones. People yeah. yell out. He always says, you understand that stand-up comedy <laughs> is based on the element of surprise. Yep. And so I'm going to do this joke and then you're all going to nod politely and go, yeah, that's how it goes. That's how I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, so I don't, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to want to be to to have your audience and then to have people who want to hear your kind of comedy and your right uh, right and And then to get to it i'm used to have i'm used to fighting with people and i'm used to you're just gonna have to get used to this kind of success (laughs) i think that this kind of success is right around the corner we spent a couple decades being sort of unknown and we're still kind of pretty much unknown but female comics right yep and so as soon as we, we're just used to getting up on stage and having guys go, oh, and women go, oh, my God, please don't embarrass me in front of my boyfriend. You know what I mean? Right. We're just used to a, a crowd responding to us initially with that reaction. Right. And we are marching orders to ourselves are to overcome that. Yes. And so when you, it's not that it's like it's just strange. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Well, I had a really fascinating conversation with my old roommate, Jennifer McLean, uh, who uh, used to do a lot of stand-up, then got into documentary films. Yeah. And then had a couple of kids and um, has been creating citizens uh, okay. for the last seven years. So she's now living in the suicide forest in yes, Japan? Yes. Exa- okay. Oh, my God. She's just like, I got to get up. <laughs> anyway, but uh, we were talking about the nature of ambition. Right. And she was saying, because... Because I also I also did an episode of the Dork Forest with Catherine Michon, who's married. Um, oh yeah, and she directed Muffin Top, and she's married to the guy who wrote A Dog's Purpose, Bruce Cameron. Okay, and she co-wrote the the screenplay with him, and yeah, so her dorkdom is essentially un, unsung women heroes of the past. Whatever. Okay, so and she's always been super ambitious and super and more aware than I've ever been of the injustice of sort of being a woman in this business. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, I know that we're placeholders. I know that, like, no, no, there's a woman on the show. She's the MC. Right, right, right. Right, like that. So, but you don't, have you ever heard, or you have, but uh, you know the, the people that say, I can't watch that guy. I can't watch that comic because it makes me not want to do stand-up. They're so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, I used to think those people were lying. yeah. Uh, it turns out they're not lying. They literally 
think that somebody's so good that there's not that whatever there's, they're doing doesn't matter. There's no room for right, you. There's right, no right, room right. there's and it, that sort of ambition always confuses me because I'm just like you're not do I'm not doing what Richard Pryor was doing. Right. Why wouldn't I want to watch Richard Pryor do stand-up comedy? And also if for the audience, I mean someone you know, you can love Brian Regan and then go now who who else is there? Right. <laughs> like you want more. Right, you want not, more. And it doesn't have and to be more Brian Regan, it can be yeah, yes. exactly a right. different voice. It's like it's not like you know how like people compare Brian Regan to Jim Gaffigan a lot? Oh really? Yeah, they I get it all the time. Just because I opened for Brian Regan. Because they're like the, doing the same theaters and stuff like that? I don't think they're similar at all. At all. At right, all. right. It's because they both appeal to more families. Oh, yes. They're appealing. Okay. Gotcha. Right. And you're just like, yeah, but their stand up is nothing. It's like when right. people compare women comics. Right. You can't right, have two right. women comics because they're going to be the same. Right. They're never going to be the same. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And um, so it, it's just amb- ambitious. The ambition thing is so. It's so weird to me because I want, like, because I want to make it, but I don't want the pressure, you know? I remember a couple years ago when Schumer was out touring right after Trainwreck, and she's playing to sold-out, like, stadiums or something in Europe. I was like, how do you, how do you handle that? Were people, you know, they're they're like, I love you, and you're just, you know... and they lose I, I, their. They I'm lose just their telling minds. jokes, right? It's, right. It's so. Um, it's right. so she, weird. She I mean, was I, changing feminism. Uh, yes, Maria's yes, yeah. Always, it was the peak of her show as well. Yeah. Yes, Maria right. created uh, a safe space for mental illness. Right. And uh, and she's like, I did not do this. I did not create this by myself. And yeah. Please do not love me more than other people. <laughs> and. I had to, we I just worked with her in yeah. Eugene in Portland and they were milling around for the meet and greet after Eugene. Yeah. And I said to the one of the security guys, I was like, Can we get these people in a line? He said, Well, I'm gonna have to yell. Is that all right? I was like, Yeah. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to yell. And so I yelled. Uh, and I said, <laughs> If you get in a line, she'll sign your prescription bottles. Oh my god, that's and, uh, great. I it always makes me laugh when anybody has like a prescription bottle that they want her to sign. That's great. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I was, uh, after the bad news about Lady Dynamite. Oh, right, right. There were a couple really great threads from her writers. Yeah. You know, just talking about what a cool boss she was and, and how, how cool awesome was she was. And to work on that project. Yes, and to work and on a show that's mostly, was female run and um, was really creative and different and weird. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, how lucky someone was saying that was their first job in tv it's like wow oh right the woman who was the pa and then right. got like a writer's job yeah yeah it was really neat yeah it I was, was like cool. that's so cool maria and sounds like a great boss right i think yeah i i she's i there's that level of fame where you have to work at it i think right i mean i think we have to all work at being decent people all the time yes but i when, do when everybody's i certainly well i know that about you but uh, <laughs> come on boom how could i have said could i have missed that and uh i know it was a professional <laughs> obligation you didn't even want to you should have seen I how did. sad you look i was like no slam <laughs> anyway so uh <laughs> keep moving so but the but i know that that i think the higher up you get it's, yeah. it's why when you meet really successful people they're usually really nice it's they're usually not as shitty as someone who's scrabbling at the bottom. A- a- exactly. And first example is Aziz Ansari. What a guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I missed the Aziz Ansari. Uh, 
I, I, I don't was, know how you missed it. Were you off the internet for 12 I hours? I was off the internet because okay. I was just traveling nonstop. Okay, so, so uh, and I took Twitter off my phone. So oh, I still good. look at Twitter, but now I look through the browser. So right, it's, really, so it's, <laughs> it's no, achingly slow. I've done it twice because it makes it slower. And it, you're does, it, it does make saner. me not want to yes. do it as much. So, of course, there's this. You know, it's it, it took way longer than it should have. Right. You know, but uh, there someone wrote or did an interview about a date they had with him. Okay. Which was it was um, full of. It, oh, I think most women would read it and go, "Oh my God, I've been there." Okay. You know, just of you not wanting to do something and the and the guy just trying to wear you down. Oh yeah, yeah. But you not leaving because you're you're still uncertain. It's all it's all this. It's all vague. Right, right, and not I, illegal, but it, right. it, but it still is it's like it's almost Ooh. the definition of date rape. No, I wouldn't was, go that far. that far. I okay. wouldn't go that far. Okay, because oh, I've been date raped, but I haven't been um, coerced. Uh, like some, like you, you want to, you, you're alone, and you start making out or whatever, yeah. and then you go, I don't feel like doing this, and then. You know, he's like, well, let's he's just- like, well, let's just watch a movie for a little bit, and then the yarn comes back. It's like the attempt. Like I, I, the other thing I was like, oh, I'm just used to that being. That's the dynamic, right? You say no, and then they try to, you and know, just they, uh, keep going to- until you give up. Right. It's some Which, sort of- That's not normal. No, it I mean, it, out- it is normal, but it shouldn't be. Right. Right. That is the, the that is how I think, the, to some extent. That feels like what romantic comedies teach men how to hit on women. Yes, and they teach, and, and, and our society teaches women you can't, you shouldn't like sex, and you shouldn't act like you like and sex, and you shouldn't say yes right away. Right. So, so there's it, that it's whole weird. other thing, and I don't want to let him off the hook. And part of me is like, this isn't even my. Bu- it's like it's not my business. It's their date between them. Right. And so I felt weird reading it. Like, it's I, like I, a weird I almost journal entry. felt sorry for him because, yeah. you know. I, I, it was just, just because it was communication was what Felicia said on her Facebook page. It was a bad date, yeah. and he he might be a douchebag, yeah. And so who cares? But it still was like, Ugh. right? You know, I right. don't know. That is weird, though. Uh, that someone would write about a date about you, and you're famous, and they're not, and. And even, you, even if and you, he took part in this interview, and he literally was no, 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 no. Oh, she, it was she just, just wrote a big just reveal. The, the girl, right? Okay, the woman he went on the date with. So, and then, then I was like, wow, his signature move, like he can't do anymore. I guess he does a move. <laughs> he did it three times. He sticks his two fingers in your mouth and then goes right to the old pussy with wet fingers. That's his move. Ew. But, and, Yes, but now he can't do it. What's he gonna do? Right. Now, I, like, I was worried about his diseases. I'm like, what's he gonna do on his next date? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's his thing. Right, that's your move. It's man. been outed. You got to come like, up with a new it's one. It's going into your mouth, and you're like, what about <laughs> your fucking? Where have your hands been? I know, I know. Why don't you suck on your own fingers, you <laughs> please, weirdo. Please wash. Please, please wash them first. Exactly. Why don't you? Do it? What? So many problems. Anyway. Right. I'm glad but, it wasn't Purell. All of a sudden he pulls on some Purell. <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared. I've had this objection before. <laughs> so so that was the article. Right. And then it was, you know, it was fascinating on Twitter to read different responses. Just some yeah. people going, uh, it sounds like a bad date. And there are other people going, saying, you know, this is like uh, uh, coercion. You know, it's, it wasn't. Oh, did, did, what? Because different people like, were responding. Right. Some people thought it was date rape, and some people thought it was just a bad date. Because I think yes, a bad it went date to, is real. it went to that gamut, and yeah. it, and like page six was like Aziz Ansari accused of sexual assault, and I was like, I don't know that that's what he was right. accused of. The thing is, is and I that's think a bad different dates thing. Are real. 
Bad sex is real. Yes. Someone someone else tweeted this really, if anything, this proves that millennial men are terrible at sex. Which <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. I wish I knew and who that was so I can give them credit for their tweet. Right, but, right. Um, well, well, because I've had sex where afterwards I was like, oh, I didn't want to do that. But I yes. didn't also not want to do that. And then we did it and it wasn't that fun. But it, at least it wasn't. But it wasn't anything like right. rape. It was just a bad decision. Right. I, I, it, I, I was sort of talked into it, but I also talked myself into it. Yeah, so that's it was the other thing. It, it's like we, like, I've done this thing where I don't want to be, you know, looked at as uncool. So I'm like, okay. I, I did a whole run in Alabama like that. With men? I didn't know. I just didn't want to be considered uncool. So I kept doing one-nighters. Anyway, it was. Wait, is this, are you dating? It's a, no, it's a, com- it's a comedy analogy. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh. Should have got a laugh. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. I thought you were just banging men left and right in Alabama. No, no, I, uh, no, the only time I did, L- see, I did these, this weird one-nighters because uh, Kyle Kinane and James Adomian did them, and I was like, I want to be cool like those guys. Oh, right, I remember that. And so that. I did the gig, and the gigs themselves were fun, yeah. but the travel between them was such Awful. a fucking, the trials of Hercules. I was fucking, how do I get from this to, the, to yeah. and it was fine, but it ended up costing me money, and I just wish it hadn't, but I did it to be cool. Okay. Well, this is um, this I, is sex. They is both what you're both about. these analogies have the word "cool" in them, and that's where they <laughs> then they Part stop ways. having anything in go. common. Fair enough. But uh, but I do I do, and I think that's a common thing for women is to go further than you want to go. But, you know, maybe you've seen it on a, in porn or something like that. You're like, well, I guess everyone's doing it. I don't want to be doing the it. boring one, and. It's it's like a bigger problem of how we talk about sex and women and, and yeah. If if it were okay to, to just have sex if you wanted to and not have sex if you don't want to for right. women, like if there wasn't this guilt thing attached to it. Yeah, or you're just called a slut and you know. Right. It, if 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 there wasn't that, then you could just go. I'm actually not into it tonight. Right. Right. I don't wanna. Yeah. And then gentlemen would go okay. Or then it would be rape, and then you would have to punch that fucker uh, all the way up his own anus. Wow. Uh, hi. There's some rage inside me. You are. Uh, here's. I have a good story. Right. Okay, okay. So I did the improv a couple times last week. Okay. Two things happened. Right. Uh, the night we did the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Laura's? Yeah, Laura Huff's That was show. so fun. It was an amazing That was a kickoff to a, like, a really cool week. It was a really that was cool the beginning. Yeah, it was a really fun show and a really good audience. And, yeah. It was such a good lineup. Okay. And, Anna Gerwich came up to me. Oh yeah, and introduced me to her friend Andy McDowell. Oh my God, I think I saw Andy McDowell. I was Andy like, that McDowell lady's was pretty, there. and Andy Mc- very pretty. Yeah, and Andy McDowell, and I don't know who anybody is. Yeah, but I have seen. I watch Groundhog Day every year. Yeah, so whatever. But uh, so Andy McDowell comes up and is introduced to me, and then she goes, "You were really funny." Oh, and that's this awesome. is what I said to Andy McDowell. I said, "Famous." Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I walked away. And here's the thing about Andy McDowell. She could not have been nicer. Oh, my but God. somebody else, one of the other comics, yeah. uh, said that she didn't recognize her. And I think that there has to be something in between those two things that Andy McDowell probably would have appreciated more. But Andy <laughs> McDowell could not have been nicer. She was like, yes, the- it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> she, wow, what a class lady to She's put up with that. She's super classy for me not having any words and being she a banana She kissed head. Gerard Depardieu, which I need to know about. Oh, interesting. He, to me, is probably one of the grossest human beings I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Whenever I think about setting you up with one of my male friends, <laughs> I think to myself, her standards, 
This gentleman will not will, will uh, not fit the standards. You don't know. I mean, the whole package of Gerard. It's not just you know. If you had a I just watched the last personality. Holiday. Okay. Um, um, I just watched Old Yeller with my son. <gasps> Did you watch Old Yeller with your yeah. son? So why? Because I, I'm trying to watch. I, I, we watched The Miracle Worker, the original one last oh, week. I oh, saw your so good, <laughs> so fucking good. Why you can the rent them on. Uh, you rent it on Amazon for three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just discovering but Amazon. It's so, uh, but hilarious. I'm trying to watch some oldies. Oh, some some childhood, wow. some, some childhood things from oldies. my childhood. How about Flipper? You should get them. Uh, get. Flipper. I was trying to find Island of the Blue Dolphins, but it's not streamable, so I, I have, have a, to buy. I a, have a four pack that I'm going to lend you. It's got like a lassie and a. Is uh, it a? a it's CDs? got fl- the, the the original Flipper movie from the '60s. Yeah. It's got DVDs. Oh, yeah, it's a DVD. Okay. And uh, um, do you still have a DVD? Yeah. Okay, good. And then. Um, yeah, it's good. I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, here's the other thing that happened the next night, the very next night after the Andy McDowell uh, Laura House show. Yeah. I. Oh wow, Laura's been demoted on her own show. To uh, a, no, it's the Laura House show. Okay. And Andy McDowell was there. Okay. She did get top billing above the line. You are correct. Yeah. So, thanks. Uh, the next night, Adam Sandler did a work in at oh, the lab. That's right. You texted and, uh, me. You were yeah. so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, please. How long let did me he go do? First. He get this. He kept to his time. What? Yeah. He did twelve to fifteen. All oh of his material my God. was was interesting and funny. Wow. He couldn't have been nicer. And here's my favorite thing. Talk about a super low bar, Adam, uh, yeah. for, for male comics and men in general and a dude and whatever. Uh-huh. He has a new bit that he's working on. Yeah. And this is the setup, but it's half the setup. The half the setup is, is I've been married for 22 years, and I've never cheated on my wife, and I got a massage the other night. Hacky, horrible comics would wait, and I've never cheated on my wife for a fucking applause break. Oh, right. And I'll give this to Adam Sandler. He did not wait. No. He was like, not the point. Did he uh, go to a happy ending? Uh, he got a massage, and some woman tusted, t- uh, t- touched his testicles. And I'm like, why? What kind of massage was this? And uh, no woman had ever touched uh, the testicles uh, except for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only two people that have ever... T- and he said he was panicking in his head. He's like... I didn't ask for this. I didn't. This isn't. I'm not cheating. What's happening? And then he told his wife uh, about it. And she had a funny line. I will let him. Okay. I'm not going to ruin his, his punchline. But here's the good news is Adam Sandler. Um, like, I haven't liked one of his movies in forever. And they're not for me. Right. Yes. They're for 11 to 14 year old boy. Men. Right. So. Um, but I was I was kind of I was psyched. I yeah. was psyched that it wasn't horrible. How about that? Oh what a happy story, you guys. Another great story about Adam Sandler. Wow, I hope he's able to use that pull quote on his next uh, CD. <laughs> he wasn't Not horrible, you guys. From uh, Jackie Cation. And then the other thing is is uh, a, a whole new generation of comics, and I knew their parents who were comics. Oh, Mike Lawrence's mom is a comic. Who's? Mike Lawrence. Oh, Mike, Mike Lawrence's mom is a comic? Yeah, she's a Florida comic. Oh, did I you ever know her? I know her, okay. but I, I think I'd heard her name before. Right. Well, yeah. like Patrick Bauer's parents, Bill and Peg, were both comics. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I did gigs with Peg Bauer, and I uh, avoided gigs with his dad, uh, <laughs> Peg uh, Bill Bauer. Bill Bauer. Yeah. Wild Bill Bauer. Oh, I remember that guy. Remember Wild Bill Bauer? Yes, I remember his headshot. I never worked with him, but he, he worked the same clubs I worked. They're as, both they've both passed on since now. Oh, uh, and Peg uh, had uh, she was a she was a mess. Did she, she was really? Did funny. she go on the road with him? They d- were divorced, and okay. um, they always had separate careers. Yeah, and 
I always liked Peg's Act better than uh, Bill's, actually, just because it was more organic and, yeah. and interesting to me. But uh, my favorite Peg Bauer story is uh, we, we both drew, drew, drove, she drove in this weird late model town car kind of thing. Yeah. And she smoked um, generic cigarettes. Yeah. And drank generic Diet Pepsi. And we drove two and a half, three hours north of Minneapolis to do a gig that we did together. We both got paid weird amounts. Like yeah. she got paid two thirty four to headline, <laughs> and I think I got like a buck twelve. And we're driving what? back from like <laughs> that doesn't of, even add up to a normal number at all. Okay. And we're driving back uh, in the middle of the night, like it's like ten o'clock. We're driving back from outside of Duluth uh, back to Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. we drive by. Uh, we, you drive by like three Indian casinos, and Peg Bauer had a serious gambling problem. Oh no! And so she's like. We dr- we're driving, we're pulling up on Black Bear, and she's been working on me for the last five minutes. She's like, this is my favorite casino. This is just my favorite casino. Can we just stop here for an hour? And it's pushing midnight now. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, I'll get a beer or nine, and uh, and then you can. Is Jackie back in the fun days. We're back in the. <laughs> and so we go, and if you sit at a, and so I, so we were there from midnight to 8 a.m. Yeah. She would oh not my leave. God. She played nickel slots all night with her two hundred and thirty-four dollars. Yeah, thirty-four dollars. Oh my God! I lost my buck twelve, uh, but I got super drunk. And then at like seven thirty, I, I found her. I was I had uh, fifteen bucks in my pocket, and I said, "I have enough for breakfast, Peg. We have to leave." And she said, "I'm down to my last four dollars. Just let me lose it real quick." Ah! And and I stood next to her and I put fifty cents in a machine and I won fifty bucks. And I said, we're out of here. Yeah. And, and then we left. And, but every pore reeked of Doral's or oh whatever generic cigarette she smoked. Oh, gross. Yeah, it was so gross. But, um, and you drove home okay? You got but home But it's after so that. weird uh, hearing from Patrick Bauer because he lives in New York, I think, and he's this comic. I don't know if I'd met him. No, he's, he's one of the new he's one of the new yeah. guys, right? And uh, you're like, what? And uh, wow. like an Amanda Cruz, she works at CAA. Yeah, and her mom was a comic in Minneapolis, Colleen. Cruz. Oh, oh no way! Yeah, I know Colleen Cruz. There you go. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. I think I met her like once or twice. I don't yeah, think it would have been like her. 15. I mean, yeah. she still does it. I think, and she was on radio I may have for a long heard time. Heard of her and not met her. I'm sorry, I'm backtracking. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it's just it's always and it's always so like a whole new generation of yeah. I knew your mom and dad when they used to do stand up. It's oh God. So fucking weird. It'd be like the people who knew Bob Elliott and then meet Chris Elliott. You don't know how this worries me. I, I don't think stand up should be a family business. Oh my God! It just you should you no you should go into the restaurant industry and then the next generation computers. <laughs> no, just like immigrants. <laughs> and uh, um, first generation comics, second generation restaurant owners, third generation lawyers, doctors, and uh, finance. No, 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 no. First gen uh, dry cleaners or restaurant. <laughs> Second gen doctors. Third gen is comedians because the doctors are like putting oh. pressure, and the com- and the third gen goes, no, I don't think so. How about first and fourth generation comedian? Uh, you don't dry come cleaner. here as an immigrant and become a comedian. Yakov Smirnov. Boom! In your face. I want to quit. I'm t- <laughs> I've had it. There's it's nothing over. left. I, think we're I have at 30. to say. Do you to want you. a new comic of the week? Yes. All right. Sam J. Sam J. Sam J. Uh, I thought she, we'd already done her. Yeah, I thought we've already done a million people. I know. 
But uh, it turns out there's a lot of women comics you guys can see. And at Sam J Comic. She's very uh, funny. She very just funny. was at uh, Montreal last summer, and uh, Felicia Michaels said she just crushed, destroyed a Montreal yeah, yeah. and new faces. Yep. That's great. That is amazing. I just. I? <laughs> oh, I, we went to Marcella's. You did oh, Marcella's. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, before I, I'm just oh, yeah. like, it's crushing a new faces. Like, we all think, I, I, I have no idea if it did anything for Sam J. Yeah. But there's that moment, like, right after you finish crushing a new faces <laughs> for like 10 seconds where you're like, this is going to mean something. Oh, my God. It's, it's coming to me. <laughs> it's all coming to me. And then you realize, oh, it just means I, there's a good story about me out there. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's the whole. It just means eight months later I'll be comic of the week it's, on a podcast. <laughs> it's cumulative. <laughs> it's just like a Chinese water torture. That's what our careers are like. And yes. eventually it'll fill the bucket full of water. And we'll be dead. Yeah, so you did Marcella's show. Oh, that was so week. fun. And you totally popped by. Silly. I popped by, saw, saw Felicia Michaels taking pictures. Oh, yeah, she was, was taking neat. really cool pictures. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was a really cool show. I loved the atmosphere. People were psyched. It was um, my, my agent, uh, which is a WME, my, they're like my lit agent. And, oh, okay. And um, so she's trying to get the his my agent's assistant wants me to return a contract which for some reason like, i'm like can i fax it to you and they don't have a fax machine wme doesn't have a fax machine oh can i take <laughs> so a I picture, of, picture of like 19 pages okay. yeah anyway and this it's it's they want you to crazy. scan it they want i you don't to have a scanner it. i don't they don't have a fax machine you don't have a scanner can i just like say yeah cool and just send an email like why do i have to <laughs> Oh, initial I, every page. Right. It seems. Can I just sign the last one? And yes. And then we know that I agree. Yeah, yeah. Change the dates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she said, oh, yeah, I heard I heard you killed. And I'm, and I'm like, well, oh, I'm glad I didn't know there was industry in the audience. <laughs> that always makes right. me uncomfortable as well. I'm I thought doing, it was just regular comedy fans. I'm doing Pete Holmes' uh, TV show tomorrow on HBO. No, you're doing Crashing? Yeah. What are you doing? Just being a comic in a green room. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have so, lines? Uh, supposedly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. I'm, I'm supposed to tell uh, a very short story. Yeah. And I'm going to, so I've tightened up my Wait, Jackie story. telling a short story? Well, that's what I told Henry Phillips. <laughs> Henry Phillips gets to direct, which is neat. No. Yeah, how cool is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. We're so grown up. We're all grown <laughs> up now. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to tell my story, and... Uh, uh, so I, yeah, I've tightened it up into like four lines. Yeah, and so that's and I've never so really cool. told about anything. So it, it'll be I've told it on podcast. But yeah, we know who listens to podcasts. <laughs> you people. Anyway, that's fun. Yeah, that'll be great. And um, uh, we start back, um, Conan. We we start shows tomorrow or today. This is coming oh, right. out on MLK Day. Yep. Um, and we've been off for a month. We took two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's, and then we had two weeks where we were in production, yeah. but not doing shows, yeah. which means coming up with ideas. But, oh, my God, it kills me. I, I would so much rather just be writing topical jokes that day and, and the rhythm of getting them, getting them on a show, and I, and I realized that I derive a lot of self-esteem from getting jokes on the show every night, yeah. you know, and when I don't have that, right. I'm slightly lost right. and unmoored. That's interesting. It, it kind of offsets other shitty things, you know, if if, right. if they're happening. Does it make you want to do more stand-up? Because I, I get all of my self-esteem from stand-up. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I split my self-esteem yeah. now. Yeah, you split it. You yeah. Got, you got the writing and the... Well, it's a little... Now I'm... 
I'm just so I I feel um, a little frustrated and blocked. So I don't have another outlet besides uh, oh, abusive right. language to my loved ones. <laughs> Finally, and making my son watch Old Yeller. He yes, gets, he's like, I know the story. The dog dies. My friends have talked about it at school. I'm like, you sit down and watch this with me. <laughs> you cry next to me. Did he cry? He should have. He didn't, but he's starting to be a little like cool. And uh, oh, he tried to t- to make himself play cool it off instead. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is the big reveal is. That, I mean, it's a it's a story about a sick dog. You're like, why? I don't even remember the story. What was the okay? Why so, do we have to be p- party to the dog dying? So the dog, um, he, he's resistant. His name's Travis. He's a teenager, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. They're living in uh, Texas on uh, right after the Civil War, so like eighteen seventies Texas. So my, when did Texas become a state? A state, and do when was know. it part of Mexico? I don't know. Okay, I, oh, before the didn't go Spanish, into Mar- before right. the Mexican War. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, so Travis, uh, this dog, Old Yeller, uh, just starts hanging out at the house. And Travis doesn't like him at first for various reasons. And then he's grows to love him. And then the, uh, the original owner stops by and says, hey, you guys found my dog. And um, he almost takes him. And then yep. the kids, you know, start acting out. And he decides to let the dog stay. And, and he warns them, hey, there's uh, rabies is going around. A lot of wild animals have rabies, although they call it, they call it like hydroponic oh, or something like right, that. Right, right, right. No, probably not that. That's a pot term. Hydrophobia. Yes, hydrophobia. That's right. So uh, so then, you know, a couple of tussles with some wild animals and old Yeller gets uh, bit <laughs> by a rabid wolf. That's right. He gets rabies. And this, this amazing, uh, the the animal work they're doing. I mean, the dog fights with a, a giant cow, uh, like a, was a Texas uh, Longhorn cattle. Seventies, sixties. I think sixties. Yeah. When you I, could I still... bet half of this shit was shot in Burbank and the hills behind us. I'm like, right. You know, and they could still do stuff with animals. Oh right, yeah. They had him. He was wrestling a bear. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I've never seen this before. This is well, bananas. And the, one of the little boys was pulling a bear by its hind legs. Right. Right? Oh, my God. It was crazy. Yeah. it's Oh, well. That's hilarious. R.A.P. those bears. Right. Well, they. Uh, uh, I forgot that he had rabies, and that's why they had to. Because remember, yeah. in To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Um, the the dad. Yeah. Whose name is, I'm spacing. Atticus. No, no. Not the son. Wait. It was the dad. The dad, the dad is dad Atticus, Atticus Finch. The girl was Scout. Jem. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay, so oh, Jem's the boy. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Scout's the girl. Yeah, and Robert Duvall is behind the Boo. door. Boo. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, but the uh, <laughs> he's behind the door. So, <laughs> um, but so Atticus has to shoot him. Yeah. And 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 the that dog had rabies too. It's a great story. I'm so glad that we worked it out. Hey, man. All right. Tough times not too long ago. How easy are our lives right now? Aside from the occasional fake ballistic missile launch uh, warning in Hawaii. Yeah. It's it's a fear bait. So my new sex... I'm going to go back to comedy. Okay. Um, My new sex joke is not working. Andy speculates that it's, uh, it's the gift of the Magi joke. And uh, he speculates that it is uh, seasonal. And I said, I think I just have to introduce uh, pocket watches and um, combs into the plot. Do you think enough people know the gift of the Magi? That's why I'm thinking I don't think enough people remember it. Enough to laugh immediately at the joke. Yeah. 
can you tell that story early as, on well, as, that's what I as said. part of some other joke or just for some other reason and or then just call it back? set it up in the, in the quickest way with the pocket right. watch and the comb business. Yes. Is what I suggested uh, when Andy decided to give me some advice about my act. And uh, Oh, man. Troubles afoot at the Cation home. <laughs> and I, I, really, I, he said... And he's he's done that thing, you know, like when you start doing stand up and you're like, I'm never gonna dumb it down. Right. I'm, they're gonna find they're gonna find the neural pathways in my fucking brain. Yeah. And uh, and as we go along, we realize they aren't in my goddamn brain. Uh, I have to give them at least a one signpost. You do, and people yeah. just to have compassion for people. Right. Even it's smart not people have so much going on right now. They're not going to immediately remember the beats of the gift of the magi. Right. It seems fair enough that they shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yes, and so, but it was so funny to me that he was like, "Don't dumb it." Down. I was like, "When did you learn the term dumb it down? When did that happen? <laughs> what's what's going on here?" And, uh, <laughs> Let me start making. Have you, so, have references. you tried it with a new thing? No, I'm going to do it tonight at, at the YooHoo right okay. after we're done here. Okay. I wonder if I'm up. By the way, how am I doing? Um, uh, so. It's seven thirty. What time is your spot? Probably seven forty-five. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, um, you know what, what though? What? I don't even know. If, I mean, I assume that they would. Do come they and know find we're? Me. They know we're out here? Nah. I oh, assume okay. they'd come and find me. No, maybe not. Anyway, what else you? What time is your, your it's a 7.30 yeah. show? We had pause for a right, second. pause. We're back. Yep. So how much, How long before your spot? I don't know. Will's going to go find out. Oh, okay. So who cares? Um, wow, that's a spirit. I think I'm closing. And, oh, you're uh, good. Then. I'm so tired. I yeah. did these the sets last night for in Eugene and Portland. Sold out. Standing ovation for Maria. Wow. Amazing audiences. So wait, is Eugene on uh, Thursday night or Friday night and... And uh, then Portland, Portland Saturday. Saturday, yeah. And were you at Helium? Or you no, at no, a- it was uh, some theater in Eugene and then some other theater in Portland. Wow. She's doing, the, this is kind of the perfect number right now. Uh, we're 800 seat theaters. Oh my God. Yeah. That's two cobs. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, does cob seat 800? I thought it was six. That's what I mean. It's two of them. It oh, seats dump? like four, four ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, um, that's a lot. That's, that's so many a, that, people. To me, that's tough to do. Well, what I like is that, uh, like, she did a meet and greet on um, this Friday in Eugene. Yeah. She couldn't do it because we drove on Saturday from Eugene to Portland. Yeah. And then she had to do a, a she had a, a voiceover in Portland before the show. Oh. So she had to work before the work. Right, right. And then, so by the time the show happened, she was like, I don't know if I, because at Eugene, it was two hours. Of me. Two hours of people. Oh, my God. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. So, you know, she did an hour, and it was great. And then, and uh, and I was going to bring merch, but I never know if you could sell at the yeah. theaters. So all I did was bring pins. And I've sold most of the Meat Shield pins. Dude, uh, Darlene, with the last name oh, begins V, yeah, uh, was at our uh, my show wearing all her rejackication merch. <laughs> well, I'm I like, give me a break from that woman, please. <laughs> she was wearing One her night Jackie off. and Lori, Jackie Lori shirt. Yeah, yeah, and, and her Meat Shield. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool she to see her. Spooky Reading Girl pin and the, yeah. the Meat Shield pin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can spot a Cation fan a mile away. <laughs> me too. They're very specific. Oh, wearing all their flair. Well, they got their. It's, that's what I'm selling. I'm selling flair. <laughs> making new managers at TGI Fridays every every weekend. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, so it's weird now that 
you know, if her show's off the air, yeah. and it is off the air, is she going to do more touring? Or I don't know. And I know that she's got another, she's working with this guy about doing a new show. Yeah. But I think it's animated. Hmm. Because remember, she tweeted that thing today. Did you see it? I retweeted it. She was looking for uh, not like uh, non-traditional. She was like anybody who's trans or person of color yeah. or somebody. Uh, she said, anybody who doesn't have my story. I'm sick of my story. Uh, <laughs> someone want to come write or animate or be on yeah. a show, want to work with me. Oh, my and, God. And she got like this. <laughs> she got this guy uh, tweeted back at her and said, this is discriminatory against straight white guys, cis white guys. And she was like, I'm almost a cis white guy. That's how much <laughs> privilege I've had in my life. I feel like I might be a man. And, and then she said, and I said, well, was it a bot? And because, uh, you know, bots in, on Twitter, they have like the six numbers after their names usually. Oh, OK. And she goes, bots respond. And, and I said, oh, yeah, Sarah Benacasa uh, today had, had an interaction with a bot. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I, I love the women comics, how they, how we're the only ones like tech women and business women and other people, they don't know how to deal with, tr- with hecklers. <laughs> women comics are like, yes, yes, I, I know I'm very unattractive. Right, in right, other right. News, yeah. Uh, you I do see people reacting in a way where I'm like, no, 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 no. Just let me handle this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just get out of the way. <laughs> It's uh, let me just swat that down. And, yeah. Oh, I did have a thing. It was unfortunate. A young comic out of here, I think, L.A., but yeah. from the Pacific Northwest. I posted one of those things where I took a screenshot of a tweet and then I posted on Facebook. Right. So of your tweet or somebody, somebody else's, else's tweet, just to make you... sure that I that I've credited the correct person. Oh, I, I see. That's why I do that because I'm like, don't you know, whatever. So this young comic who's of my Facebook friend on my personal page tagged a friend of hers and the friend of hers has been getting some guff about her family members who are Trump supporters. Okay. And she didn't, I don't like it when people just tag some, like I get tagged sometimes Mm -hmm. um, and they don't say why I've been tagged. It's just, Oh, go look at this. And so I look at it, and I'm like, yes, a turtle eating a piece of lettuce. Fascinating. I don't do too much participation in Facebook. It gets a little... After Chappelle's special came out, I there was like a there was infighting between two factions, two comedy factions that I like oh, really? on my page. And I'm like, oh, guys, come on now. Stop it. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And everybody's on... And that's what they want. I and mean, everyone's if, got a point, you know. Right. But all the infighting just destroys us. It doesn't... The bad guys win if we have all yeah, this infighting. Yeah, I just kept so. seeing notifications and seeing their, them responding to each other. And I, yeah. I got really tired. And was it on your page? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. Take it to your page. Yeah. Um, so I had weird news that I told you about. Yeah. So... Um, I got an email on Friday from a publisher, a book publishing company, um, saying, by now you've gotten our welcome materials. <laughs> and I'm you? like, no. I, I, oh. I'm like, and, and, you know, let's, I'll be your new editor. I'd like to, to give you a call. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? So then I uh, contacted people I've been working with for like six months. And the my book publisher was bought by another publisher. And they have all been, almost all of them have been let go. So all the people wow. I was working with. That you have been working with. On my book and are. are for two are, years. 
now a year. Well, but they're part of the transition. Like uh, I guess everyone's participating in a transition, which is such uh, so grim. I mean, you know, I, I've been fired before where you're where somebody else is taking your job and yeah. you're just like, oh, and I'm supposed to help you out. I mean, it's just not. For, for them, it sucks because yeah. now they're out of work in publishing. And for me, it sucks because, um, you know, the people who are supposed to be enthusiastic about selling my book are right. being let go. Right. And are understa- maybe, understandably, it's not their top priority. <laughs> I can't fault them for that. Right. But so I'm like, luckily God, you hired Jess to be your publicist. Thank God, yes. Because then you don't have to count on them to do anything anymore, right? Because are they done with the job? I don't know. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna call on Tuesday and try to find out what who's well, doing what now. What, were there more expectations? Like were the well, were they it's supposed to it's do? I have some book reading set up, and I'm okay. sure I'm assuming they're still good. And I just want to know. Well, uh, you know, do am I? Are you setting up more readings? And it, the other thing is like with when in television. When there's a new executive, they they don't care about the shows that are that were shepherded under the old right. executive. They're right. right. They're like, don't remind they don't like me of that the person. Talent from before. They I like don't to reinvent know if publishing the wheel. is the same way. I wonder. I, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they, it, they have a book that's about to come out. Why wouldn't they want to make money from it? It's right. not like they can cancel it, right? Right. Except for that, on TV they do it with those with shows. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, it. it's to me, it's like just turning down money. So I, I get the feeling it's not exactly the same as television. But That'd be great. It, it was kind of disconcerting. And then my my now former editor mm-hmm. at Rodale sent me, you know, a link to a new uh, like a publishing article about how how it all went down last week. And I just didn't. I don't know. I wasn't aware of it. You right. know, I, right. I, I hadn't been searching their name and getting right. Google alerts on my publisher. So right. It's just. It's like. It's just strange, it's and I really don't strange. know how. Um, Did you ever get the welcome packet? No, it was e- it, it was emailed to me. Oh, it was an email welcome packet. No, no, then it was emailed to me after I oh, said after. I didn't get the welcome packet. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, and it, and um, so that kind of explains why maybe um, I didn't get you know a, a, a copy editor at you know where I had to do right the people that were copy editors were pardon me. When they were negotiating, have they been negotiating to sell this thing? I don't know, but usually, like, I'm just going... Because it was screwing with you. Off my um, experience with Huffington Post and 23.6 is, like, you know, the people that are... The big money people know uh, way earlier than everybody else. Right. Well, we're not going to spend any more money on this. And we're not going to hire mm-hmm. a new person to do this. And we're going to make this person do eight jobs now. Right. And I think that was starting to happen with, with my book and maybe other people that have Publish, yeah. that were publishing books right around the same time is, you know, like my initial editor left and she wasn't replaced. And That's so right. I, I had like the, the, the overall editor of the, of the publishing company, you know, kind of weighing in, but it, you know, she, it wasn't my personal editor. Right. And no doubt had many projects that had yes. to be dealt with. So, so I'm so glad you, I was saying this is I'm so glad that you, you did the footwork of going through your own manuscript with a fine-tooth comb like you did. And do, uh, and tried to be your own copy editor. Right. I mean, like I, you did it two times. I wouldn't have done... I don't know another comic who would have done that. They would have just given up. I don't know. If your name's on it, you know, you don't... Well, no, no. I'm, no, I'm saying you're right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. hopefully it will be okay. And I do have um, Jess. I hired... Uh, Gwyneth yeah. again for a couple months and she's you know getting me on podcasts she's so and, great you know stuff like that yeah she just and then 
you know, you have to do this thing where you have to ask people to read your book <laughs> and see if they'll, you know, promote it or something, yeah. which is mortifying to me. Well, it is mortifying. You uh, know, like, you know, there's some friends and people I've, you know, hey, can I send you a book? And, you know, yeah. fingers, fingers crossed it's, you know, not revolting to you. Right. <laughs> and you might mention it. Right. Is this a lead up to ask me to read your book? No, because uh, I know you won't. No, I won't. I'm so sorry. You had, I you had, had a draft. manuscript and I could have read it, but uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy it though. Thank you. All right. Here's what, because uh, I was talking to Maria, because Dana Eagle gave me her book. Yeah. And uh, here's what's happened. In the last month, <laughs> Doug Stanhope has given me his book. Right. Um, two years ago, Michelle McNamara gave me Patton's book about the silver screen. I bought that book. Well, I, didn't, I didn't read it, but I bought it. I skimmed it. I've skimmed them all. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. I bought Kamau's book. I skimmed uh, What Happened. I bought that. I skimmed uh, Stanhope's book. Yeah. I skimmed uh, Dana Eagle. Well, Dana Eagle's book was easy to read, and I read yeah. that. I just, uh, I have Meryl Marco's book that oh, yeah, I have that. were essays, and I actually um, enjoy Yeah. I, 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 I ended up, that ended up, <laughs> hi, Meryl. It's in my bathroom. I read it all the time. <laughs> so uh, Mary Jo Peel has a great book called Employee of the Mouth. I reread that one a lot, too. Okay. But, um uh, Catherine Michon gave me the Girl Genius Club book, oh, and yeah. and I'm skimming That's that. That's where I know how, that name from. Yeah. Yes. And um, so I was I was telling Maria that I just I I'm only skimming the books. I'm sorry that I'm not reading your books. I have I I want to read this N.K. Jemison science fiction trilogy. Dude, I get it. Anyway, I get, so you get. I get it. So Maria says to me. If I ever write a book, I promise never to give you my book. <laughs> and uh, I was like, thank you. I appreciate that, which guilted me up. Is and, uh, Jackie up? No, no. Uh, just some waters. We'll take some oh waters. Oh, my God. Water would be awesome. Dave. Thank thanks, you, Dave. Man. They take care of us here at Flappers. Uh, David uh, Rennitz, the owner of uh, Flappers. Yes. Uh, with Barbara Holiday, just asked us if we wanted beverages. Oh. So, I had, like, I forgot to cancel a thing here. And I just remembered oh, right. this afternoon. Yeah. Is that when you texted me and asked me if I could do it? No, that was another thing I forgot to cancel. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be in New York this weekend. Yeah. And Friday at the stand, I'm reading parts of my book uh, for Audible. We're, oh, we want right. to do part of it live. And I th I'm going to try to get real people in there because it's a lot of publishing types. Yeah. I don't know what kind of laughers they are. You know <laughs> what I mean? They might not be laughers. Oh, right. Because of, well, and you're reading it it's live almost, it's for industry. Audible? Yeah. And so, it's to be laughed at? Yeah, like a, like, uh, kind of like it's a comedy show a little bit. Yeah, a yeah. little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, so uh, this is going out tomorrow. It's going right. out on the 15th. Well, I'll be at the stand uh, at 4 in the afternoon on the 19th. And if I can have regular people in, I'll start tweeting about it. So maybe people, normal people can come and not just... Is that Friday afternoon? Yes, this okay. Friday. But... I don't know what's wrong with me. I for, I had spots. I had a You're slightly overwhelmed. Yes, and yes. I forgot to cancel. And, oh, and when I was checking for my show tonight here at the YooHoo, if it was nine or nine thirty, I saw the 
the email about Claremont. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to cancel that. So I just sent them an email. So now I have to go to really apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's seven days, six days notice. I'm right. sure they can replace me. And there's but it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. And it's unfortunate that we, whenever, whenever I, hate I, have to, canceling. I hate doing it. I, I doing love it. every spot. Yeah. I cherish them all. Yep. Even the ones I complain about, yep. I still love. And I hate canceling, and I hate when I fuck up like this. It, it's so, it drives me nuts. Right, right. I get Ugh. super guilty about it, and mm-hmm. then if people are mad at me, I get super defensive about it. <laughs> so right back at you, huh? It's a circle of uh, fuck me, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, so, But yeah, no, I could totally get that. I'm Friday and Saturday night, I'm doing Governors in Long Island. That's right, we're both going to be there. And, right, and I'm going to have a car, so... So we could meet and do a Jackie and Lori. Oh. So. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, on the. Instead of that Skype business that we were <laughs> thinking about doing. On the, t- I mean, Long Island is far out, you know. You're right. But uh, can I do an, uh, can I do a reach around? Can I do an end yes. around and go oh, to. Uh, according um, to many men in Alabama, <laughs> you have. I am yeah, all over Alabama. <laughs> it's callback, folks. Sorry when to do some old school <laughs> comedy for you. It's a fucking you callback. Know, before I knew. Before when I before I had had sex and before yes. I knew anything about men parts except for, um, I, I knew nothing. Okay, uh, I'd started what doing stand up comedy. From closers from headliners and, talking uh, about their dicks. Well, there was a you know the jerk off motion. Yes, I was taught that on stage. Oh my at god! At the end of a show in yeah. 1984. Yeah, when. Uh, we were all supposed to do improv, that 185 game, and freeze tag, 1984, you guys. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, then, and then there was some song where the jerk-off motion was in it, and one of the other comics said, lean in front of the guy in front of you and make that motion. And I was like, what is it? And they're like, you'll get a laugh. You'll get a laugh. You and know, I did it. I was easily the youngest 19-year-old in the world. I'm, I'm sorry, but improv is the fucking worst. <laughs> it just is. Well, it's. Uh, I think it's a skill that is... I, I, no. The only, I've no. seen good improv. It is... Wow, the shaking of heads, the, the judgment. The what 80, is happening? Well, I remember that '80s improv you're describing. No, that was it terrible. Was that was wretched. Never the fact that is maybe UCB, yeah, you know, they came up through Second City, Amy Poehler, et al. Okay, so they saved improv. But honestly, I saw Matt Besser and Sean Conroy do improv one night. Yeah, and it was like watching someone who had been doing stand-up for 25 years. You know how, like in 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 improv. The biggest, for me, the biggest problem. Are we at an hour? Can we cut out there? The biggest problem with improv. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so the, the, the problem is, is that um, everybody's just looking for a laugh. Uh, just like in stand-up when they first start. Yeah. But if you've been doing stand-up for uh, improv for 20 years, you're not worried about the laugh. You know it'll come, and you don't have to be racist or sexist or gross. Right. Oh, you know who's great? Okay. Yeah. There are some great improv Yeah, people. yeah. I'm sorry. Brian Stack, Brian McCann. Uh, Stack works Other for Colbert. Brian's, yeah, but they both worked on... Uh, Co- if I showed you them, you would recognize them from Conan, from, New- right, from right. Bajillion Conan appearances. Yeah, yeah. appearances. They're brilliant. Um, okay, so... So it exists, but, that, but that, it's a learned... that little strain of '80s improv was horrific. Oh, it turned oh me off of it. 185 was one of the dumbest. I was like, first of all, 
why would anyone want to write that joke? It's uh, remember that joke. I don't know what you're talking about. Are there 185 people on stage pretending to jerk off? You you get a suggestion from the audience, and they say lawyers. Yeah, and they always say fucking lawyers. And then you have a joke set up. 185 lawyers walk into a bar, and the bartender says, and then you make a pun to do with lawyers. And then somebody says proctologist because they always say proctologist, right? Or Elvis, or some damn thing. And then you have to deal with that for the rest of your damn. No, life. no, no. Anyway, that's why long form I think was invented because ri- people were stop like, doing that. "Stop doing short form. It's horrible." <laughs> so, so how that, many? Anyway. Two minutes. Two minutes. So, yeah. So, everybody should come and see me in Governor's on Friday and Saturday and in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on Sunday. Okay. And on Wednesday, you'll be doing um, Marcella's Room. Oh, I'm doing you'll Marcella's doing Room here in Meltdown. L.A. Yeah. Uh, the Women, Women Who Crush. Crush Wednesday. Wednesday. Women Crush Wednesday. Uh, one last plug for Emily Heller because she's recording an album That's this right. Saturday, the 20th Curi- in Portland. Theater. Yeah. Yep. Go see her, see that if you can. And Sam J at Sam J Comic is the comic of the week. Right. And I'll be at the stand uh, at the stand on Friday afternoon mm-hmm. uh, reading my book, and then I'll be at Stand Up New York on the tw- uh, Saturday, the 20th, on all four shows. And then are you coming back here on Sunday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm doing? What? Because I'm reading, I wanted to be totally rested. I bought a uh, first-class ticket <laughs> on the way out. Now, it's JetBlue. It wasn't it. the most expensive, but it's lay-down seats. Yep. I'm flying out of wretched LAX, but I, I can lay down, and I will arrive at 5 a.m. at JFK rested. Pretty well Ready rested. to read. That's it. Ready to go forth into the How world. How will I go back to sitting straight up like an animal? I don't know. Well, next, today, oh my I God. got bumped up to first class, and uh, the woman uh, ran... I got bumped up as you as you scan in and Delta. It'll print out a new ticket with a new seat. Thing. Yeah. And it printed out when she scanned my ticket. She thought it was the guy in front of me, and she runs after him and goes, Sir, your upgrade. And then he goes, My name is Jacqueline. And I... And I and I gave her just a, a just a tiny sneer because I was like, "Lady, why would you?" She think didn't I, want to give it to you. Yeah, me and my hoodie. Nah. Uh, I guess I'm not worthy of a bulkhead first class seat. Bulkhead, uh, please. That's that's like sitting in coach. I'll, exactly. <laughs> Who's got that kind of opportunity? I'm leaving. Yay! Now leaving Nerdist.com.